You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Maggie Bay Freddy, and joining me, as always, is none other than the other host of the, Do I? This, 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 this bit is getting old. Dream, Dream Guy Batista. <laughs> Zach, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Uh, I've had a very whatever day. Work was fine. I'm here to talk about wrestling. Yeah, about the same for me. All right, so why don't we just hop right on into it then, shall we? Yes. All right, well, Zach, why don't we talk about what matches we brought to the table this week? I believe I brought to the table. I don't know why I'm saying I believe. I have the list right here. I brought to the table. Just Joe Lando taking on Danny Black from uh, uh, United Kingdom Pro Wrestling, UKPW. And I brought Chris Statlander versus Priscilla Kelly from AAW. Priscilla Kelly, again, if you do not know, now goes by Gigi Dolan at NXT 2.0. I think, like, isn't uh, her group called Toxic Attraction now? Toxic Attraction. It's her, Mandy Rose, and I don't know who the other else. woman is. All, <laughs> I, I, all I know is that, it, no offense to her, she's not as good as the other two, but she'll get there, I, I hope. It's Gigi Dolan, a brunette, Mandy yeah. Rose... And some other person that I do not know. I hope she grows into it because those are two quite good competitors. But anyway, we're not here to talk about NXT. Yeah, what are you What are you bringing to the table? I'm week? bringing Lady Frost going against Heather Monroe in a last woman standing match at Hurricane Pro Wrestling. And then I'm bringing nice. TJP versus Alex Zane versus Stallion Rogers at Pale Pro Wrestling. Ooh, we're getting Alex Zane. We, we, Alex Zane is back on the table again. Yeah, I saw because that. Because he was, he was in NXT for a while, but they didn't use him at all. I, honest to God, didn't even know that he was in NXT. I just happened he was, to pick he this. Was Ari, he was Ari Sterling in NXT, I believe. I, that, you know they didn't use him because I, I was probably when I watched NXT and I don't even remember him. I All I well, remember is I saw a tweet where he's like, hey, I got booked a lot. And I was like, hey, let me find an Alex Zane match. And here we are. Yeah, he got booked a lot because he's good as fuck. And as soon as he was back on the indie scene, he was getting booked again. Because why wouldn't you use a talent like that? Exactly. I don't you know. Guess as good as WWE, yeah. Clearly, they didn't want to. And, and of course, we have our surprise match, which you will uh, have to wait for. Yes. Uh, so, ah, who went first last week? Uh, let's see. Sorry, we're recording this pretty late at night, so you might hear some some yawning from either of us com- coming out of these mics. I apologize. I did. You, you started off last week. All right, so I will kick us off with Just Joe Lando taking on Danny Black from UKPW. Uh, this match was, I didn't know what to go, I didn't know what to expect going into this match, because it's, 
uh, I didn't know either of these two people. Okay, fair enough. Then the match, the bell rings, and these two charge at each other. Okay. And then they start countering each other's moves for 25 minutes. And I'm like, oh, we getting lucha, baby. The the classic. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. They did the whole, like, reversing each other's moves things where they would, like, try to kick each other, try to clothesline each other, try to roll each other up, and they kept missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, and they just kept dodging each other's moves. And then they would both get up, and they both did, like, an insiguri, and then they both got up again and both did a drop kick, And then they both stopped and were, like, did the thing where they stared at each other. Mm-hmm. But then while they were staring at each other, Danny Black just, like, goes into the corner, grabs two bottles of water, and tosses one to Joe Lando. <laughs> and they just, and just like, they cheers for a second, and they drink the water. Wow. Okay. They, they just take, like, a quick water break together oh, after that. Odd sportsmanship in pro wrestling. Yeah, uh, it's great sportsmanship until Danny Black attacks Joe Lando, but... (laughs) (laughs) Spoke too soon there, I see. Yeah, Danny Black uh, doesn't keep that for long because Joe Lando does end up getting some offense in first. Uh, He is the first one to get momentum in this match. Uh, He is able to get a submission hold on Danny Black in, but Danny Danny Black is able to escape it, uh, get some offense in of his own here and there. Uh, then Black sets up for his finisher right off the bat. Oh, oh, shit, okay. Uh, I forgot what they called it. It's called something funny. Uh, it's like a pun of another finisher. But it has, oh, right, the Blackbuster, like the Blockbuster. But he's standing black. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, so he goes for the, the Blackbuster, and Lando is able to reverse it, uh, and then Get gets a hit, uh, hit Danny Black with some insiguries, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Then, uh, before, but of course, before Lando can start gaining too much steam, Black is able to shut him down with a clothesline. Okay. Uh, then Black picks him up, hits him with an insiguri, mm-hmm. and this sends uh, this sends Lando into the ropes, like, like you know, you know, like how when. Uh, Rey Mysterio kicks somebody and they fall into the ropes in that very obvious way. Yes. And you know exactly what's coming. Mm-hmm. He falls like that. And then he hits exactly what you think is coming. A 619. Yeah. Danny Black lands a 619 on Lando. Uh, and then he goes up to the top and even hits the Meteora too. Damn. Uh, then he goes to pin him. Lando kicks out. Uh, then Lando's able to get a little bit of uh, again when he's able to hit a shotgun drop kick after he kicks out. He gets up, like, gets to his feet, mm-hmm. uh, gets some offense in, and then he la- nails Danny Black with a shotgun drop kick. Uh, and then he gets up on top and he hits, like, a corkscrew splash. Ooh. It was kind of like the Red Arrow, except he started out forwards instead of backwards. Okay. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, goes for the pin. Danny Black kicks out. Of course. Or, D- sorry, Danny Black doesn't. He gets a hand on the ropes, so he kind of kicks out. He he rope breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Lando is uh, going for his finisher, but Black reverses, goes for his finisher again, and hits it. And then he hits a springboard cutter. Ooh. Goes for the pin on Lando, but Lando kicks out. Oh, oh, shit, okay. So this match continues. 
Black keeps up the beatdown. Lando, Lando Lando's finally able to reverse the beatdown and get back up to his feet. Or no, sorry, Black keeps the beatdown up. Uh, gets Lando to his feet, tries to hit the Blackbuster again, but Lando is able to reverse it. Uh, and then he he reverses it, and then he just like slam. He trips up Lando, takes him down, and then he just double stomps him on his chest. Oh, fuck that! Yeah. So he double stomps him on his chest, and after uh, Danny Black gets up from this, uh, Lando is able to hit a uh, uh, DDT Hurricane Rana, mm-hmm. then get up to the top, hit a Shooting Star Press, pin Danny Black for the one, two, three. Lando gets the win here. Well, damn. Yeah, this match was kind of crazy. Uh, these two, boy, howdy, were they moving fast. It was a very fast moving match between two very small and quick dudes, and they both uh, really showed off showed off the best of each other here. I think mm-hmm. uh, they both got they both got some pretty solid offense in. They both like showed off how strong they were and how fast and how cool they how cool moves they could do. You know, yeah. Uh, and in the end, uh, Lando was able to pull out the win, and I and it was a pretty solid matchup. I'm gonna give it a high meh here. Fair enough. Uh, I was really into it. It didn't pass that mark, mark out threshold for me, but also, like it, there was nothing. I, there was nothing to complain about, but also, it didn't pass that mark. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like it was. There was nothing wrong, but there was nothing that like nothing that stood out or like really got you going. I guess is what you're going for. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It just kind of, it just kind of had that same feeling of any like uh, two fast guys match, you know? Yeah. Uh, just a lot of like flips and kickouts and like flashy moves here and there, but that that's the kind of shit I love. So I was into it, obviously. <laughs> uh, so I gave it a high meh. Nice. All right. So Zach, what is your first match of the episode? Well, let's uh let's keep the train rolling here with uh, fast paced crazy shit and talk about the triple threat match from Pale Pro. <laughs> you it's, know what? That's not a bad way to go. It was it, this match is exactly what I was expecting to be, which is just balls to the walls cruiserweight action with a bonus. With the meatiest fuck strikes from Zane and Stallion in this match. Yeah, sounds about right. So the stu- this the video for this match actually starts up with TJP inserting himself into the match that was going to happen between Zane and Stallion. Like he's like, "Do you want to see this triple threat match?" And before anyone can really answer, he's like, "I take that as a yes," and he just gets into the ring. And I was like, "Well, all right, let's fucking do this shit." This match starts off with TJP, who he just throws his jacket in Zane's face and beats up Stallion. So Zayn then nice. yanks him off of Zal- Stallion, beats up Stallion then, then runs over to TJP in the opposite corner. Uh, and while TJP is able to actually throw Zayn onto the apron, Zayn just jumps back into the ring and head scissors him. Then he leaps over him, like leapfrogs over him like as he's got his back to him. And then he drop, or he, uh, yeah, he drop kicks Stallion back into the corner. <laughs> Stallion Damn. literally could not get anything for this beginning sequence. <laughs> so TJP dumps Zane to the outside. He narrowly avoids a spear from Stallion, who then continues his momentum and flies out into the outside and suicide dives Zane, who's out there. Nice. He then tries to suicide dive them both, but twice actually, in fact. But each time, one of them stops him from doing so, like whether it's Zane for the first or Stallion for the second. So then Zane gets into the ring. He head scissors him out, uses the ropes, and then hits a springboard moonsault from in the ring to outside onto them. It's at this point that okay, I went, oh nice. yeah, baby, this is the good shit. That, that seems dope. So then we finally get some breathing room here. Like, they, this is pretty much the tone for this match. It's just a full-on triple threat, just full-blown balls to walls, you know, as I said before. 
So Zayn and Stallion brawl after TJP gets into the ring. He gets out of the ring then, using the middle rope to jump out of the ring to drop kick them both, which is just fucking nuts. Nice. So then Very he begins to nuts. beat them both down. Zayn regains some control with a firm chop to TJP, which just knocks him down to the ground and just out of the equation for a bit. We're now just got Stallion and Zayn left, the original people this match. And they just mm-hmm. go back and forth with some meaty ass chops to each other. Neither one's selling the other one's offense, kind of like a come on, motherfucker, keep going. The other one's like, oh yeah, bitch, you fine? Fine. Smack, 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 just over and over Damn. again. Damn. Until Zayn finally knocks Stallion down with a forearm to the face. TJP okay. back for the dead then, attacks Zayn, launches <laughs> him over the, the barricade. <laughs> they fight into the concession stands. The cameraman can, can't really get a lot of, uh, can't really get like a good view of it. Like, That's I feel like fair. They were stuck in one spot and they were like, I can't hop the guardrail. <laughs> I can't hop the guardrail. So he just kind of like, they <laughs> this followed, is the best I got. They followed the best that they could until uh, they're at a point in the, in the crowd where they can actually get a full view of it. So Zayn boots TJP in the face. TJP is like just falls faceward onto a chair. He's out cold for a bit, and then out of nowhere, you just see in the background Stallion just flies out and knocks Zane down. He's like, "Yeah, last man standing." I was just like, "Man, just fucking." So he ends up getting them all back to the ringside. TJP's in control for a bit here until Stallion throws a chair at him, and he catches it right. And I was like, "Oh, oh all right." And then he just headbutts the chair to TJP's face, just knocks him out. He tries to do the same thing to Zane, but Zane, just seeing this, blocks it. Yeah, I bet. And I then, bet I bet it's not going to work more yeah. than once. And then he's gloating. He's like, oh, I'm so smart. Yeah, and then Stallion, as he's, like, gloating, like, just headbutts up and sends the chair to his face instead. <laughs> I love this moment <laughs> so much. So, TJP gets up at this point, throws Stallion into the ring post, tries to throw Zane into the apron, but he bounces off of it, and then Hurricane Ronas him off, like, the, like he bounces off the bottom rope and flies over and Hurricane Ronas him. Mm-hmm. Zane then lays Stallion over one of the barricades and then flips and leg drops the back of his neck. Damn. He gets Stallion into the ring. The two then go back-to-back with just absolutely filthy-sounding forearms with each other. Nice. Until Stallion knocks Zane down with a discus forearm. And then TJP drop kicks Stallion's leg out from beneath him and takes him out. Oh, wow. We then get to this neat spot where TJP goes to pick up the bones from Zane, where he's picking Stallion up by his head, right? And he's bent over. And as he's doing this, you just see Zane bounce off the ropes, front flip, and then he just leg drops them both again. <laughs> Everyone's wiped at this point. I'm just. Yeah, this match sounds like it's going 100 miles an hour. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. So, TJP and Zayn are the first two to get up, and after a whip from Zayn, TJP uses his speed to outmaneuver him and lock him in a sharpshooter. He then get, we get to get this awesome spot where, like, okay, so the best I can describe is that he maneuvers Zayn's leg so that he still has his legs locked and in the hole, but he only uses one leg to keep it locked, right? Okay. Because TJP see, is seeing that Stallion is getting up and is about to fucking try to beat him up and stop the, the hole, right? Okay. So he... The two of them then... Actually, no. Stallion swings. TJP dodges it, locks him in an abdominal stretch. But then Stallion gets out of it, and we get this uh, unintentionally hilarious spot where Stallion keeps chopping TJP in the chest, and it knocks him to the floor. But because he's got Zane's leg locked up, he keeps slamming back on the mat and yanking on his one leg. Mm-hmm. And TJP keeps getting up, and he just keeps getting knocked down. And Zane's just, like, screaming in pain as I'm just like, this man isn't even a part of this. Please stop. <laughs> and so finally, 
uh, TJP blocks a chop and then hits Stallion with a Northern Light suplex, which again still fucks Sane's leg up. Man, can't catch a break here. <laughs> Uh, so TJP, after uh, Stallion uh, kicks out, stays in control, or he tries, but Stallion just headbutts him in the corner, into the corner. Mm-hmm. Zayn then tries to, like, lock a waist lock into Stallion, but he gets out of it and then hits a beautiful German on Zayn. Now, okay. finally, firmly in control, Stallion basically goes ping-pongs back and forth between the two of them in the corner as he just hits running elbow, like, one after the other to the other one. Oh, nice. And this continues until, that's like, he goes fun, up to Zane's leg and he kicks his leg out from underneath him. Mm-hmm. At this point, by the way, TJP has just disappeared. He's crawled out of the ring, you know? He's, like... <laughs> he disappeared. I'm, I'm out. And he... Stallion just destroys Zane with just a running knee to the face, and then he hits a fucking dropkick bomb on him. Nice. We then get to Stallion's signature spot where he, like, yanks his opponent up off the floor and then uses that momentum to spike them with a DDT. Beautiful. And after Zane, so he goes to pin Zane, and then in the corner of like the screen, you can see TJP has emerged from the outside and is climbing to the top. And the moment Zane kicks out, Stallion, well, TJP goes to hit them, but Stallion sees this, sprints to the corner, and then just running headbutts TJP in the face. <laughs> he goes to do something off the top rope, but TJP actually ends up dumping him chest first onto the mat using like kind of like a suplex maneuver. Then a stallion gets up and he's bent over. Zane comes flying out of the corner, uses stallion like a step stool to flip and then hit TJP with a Frankensteiner off the top rope. Holy moly. Now stallion breaks up the pin and then the two of them face off with each other again. And it's like this moment where like the two of them are like, all right, now that the, the interference is out of the way, let's, let's you and I go mano a mano. Now that the interference is out of the way. Again, back and forth, hefty forums. You know the drill at this point. Except this time, Stallion hits a combination of strikes, and just as he's about to finish off Zane, Zane ducks the last strike and wipes Stallion out with a lariat. Nice. He then, with Stallion position, Zane goes to run the ropes to do, I assume maybe the leg drop. I can't actually remember this because it was a while ago. But as he hits the ropes, TJP, being the little weasel he is, just yanks the top rope down, so Zane just goes crashing to the outside. And the two then start to fight on the outside, and Stallion quite literally just jumps over the top rope out of the (laughs) ring and uses his whole body to just knock him down. Like, there's no move here. He just straight up threw himself out of the ring to knock them both out. Here I go. Stallion in control gets Zane in the corner, hits a huge frog splash, but shortly afterwards, Zane's able to get back control by getting Stallion in a position for a sidewalk slam, right? Except then he flips forward, which ends up slamming... um, Slamming Stallion face first into the mat, which mm-hmm. looked, it, it, I actually really like the way the spot looked because I was just like, oh, it's just gonna be a side block. Oh nope, never mind. Lucha shit just <laughs> fucking threw his spin on there. Oh, uh, nope, never mind. Lucha stuff. So TJP of course breaks the pin up. He then nails Zane with a tornado DDT and he gets Zane in the bottom of a corner and he lays his he lays like the laces of his boot on his face right. Nice. And hilariously, as he's like kind of getting the crowd amped up, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fuck this guy up right. He turns and sees stallion running at him right <laughs> so he just casually just super kicks him in the face and just lays him on top of zane <sighs> puts his boot across both their faces now and just runs it right across them both and then he hits them both with a huge face wash after this wow what an asshole of course because it's tjp that's true so after a failed senton attempt from the top rope from tjp all hell breaks loose the zane Ready for this? Because this, you thought this was fast-paced. So Zane high yeah, TJP. Stallion forearms Zane. 
Then TJP backdrops Stallion, and the two are wi- all three are wiped out again. Nice. They get all get up at the same time and then take turns striking each other until Stallion and Zane both just decide to work together and boot TJP in the face at the same time. <laughs> Knocks him down. Stallion hits Zane in the jaw with a running headbutt. Feeling himself, Stallion goes to hit TJP with a flying headbutt, but I, I assume that TJP at this point has learned after so many headbutts to the face to dodge this move because he not only dodges yeah. it, but then he locks in a figure four death lock, which is his, one of his finishers, onto, Z- onto Stallion. So Stallion is trying so hard to get out of this, but he's just got this locked in. Zane even at one point tries to n- break this up by hitting a crossbody on TJP, but TJP just, he just ducks it kind of like Samoa Joe where he's like, he's stuck in one place, but he just ducks and Zane just goes flying over him. <laughs> that's the best he goes, so, where someone's like doing a crossbody to Samoa Joe and he just like walks away yep <laughs> Zane ends up outside the ring TJP keeps this in Stallion escapes by getting to the bottom rope and he crawls under it so TJP just got has to force to let go unfortunately trying to once more to get back to this match Zane gets up onto the apron he nails TJP in the back of the head with an enziguri TJP then bends over as Zane is gets to the top rope he then hits his shooting star double knee finisher, the crunch wrap, to the back the of TJP's wrap. head. Like, quite literally, his knee seemingly just nip, just dropped on the back of his head. And Is then he immediately the hits his finisher. Because that's the sound it makes when it hits the back of your neck. Yeah, mm. <laughs> the crunch wrap. He then hits his finisher, the taco driver, which is a <laughs> pump handle cobra clutch driver, for the win. Nice. This match is fucking yeah. wild. He calls his finisher the crunch wrap, not because of Taco Bell, but because when you hear the when you hear the neck go crunch, that's a wrap. <laughs> god. Oh my god. In case you can't tell this match is the bark out. There are some nice. drive and I lost track of it, and that was like a condensed version of stuff. Like I, I try to condense the spots but get as many as I could, but god that match is a fucking adrenaline rush. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it is a hundred miles an hour start to finish. And it felt like a triple threat match. I That's got, good. I got no problem with scramble matches, but like no, nothing for me is better than when some, when a multi-person match is executed like an act like the actual stipulation. It's just there's something bright about it that I'm just like, let's fucking go. Yeah, it's just so nice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, it's so great. It's not. It's not just like a glorified no DQ match. Yeah, it's like actual the di- what's the word a dichotomy chemistry between all three. Yeah, all right. everyone everyone plays their part and does their thing, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna give myself a couple minutes to breathe, Mikey. What do you, what do you, what do you got? The, uh, my next match of the week is Chris Statlander. We all know from AEW, of course. Taking on Priscilla Kelly, Gigi Dolan from NXT. Uh, in AAW Pro Wrestling, I'm excited. This match was very good. Um, these two start off with a lockup. They lock up for a while. You know, they're they're doing some nice chain wrestling here and there. They're really yeah. Trying to get the upper hand on each other, but then uh, at one point, uh, Statlander locks up Priscilla Kelly's arm, and Priscilla Kelly's able to, like, twist her way out of it, and then, like, bridge out of it, and, like, get up and free herself. Mm-hmm. And then she rev- she locks Chris's arm in, and to get out of this, Chris Statlander just starts doing cartwheels around Priscilla Kelly. Ah. <laughs> uh. She just starts doing cartwheels around Priscilla Kelly, and then she does a handstand, and while she's doing a handstand, Priscilla Kelly goes, and then just knees her in the stomach (laughs) while she's upside down. Galaxy's Greatest Alien may have moves, but Priscilla Kelly don't give a fuck about your moves. No. No, she does not. 
so the two the two are fighting for a bit. Uh, you know, Statlander hits a big leg drop. Priscilla Kelly gets some moves in here and there, but then Priscilla Kelly decides to offer this alien a test of strength. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> so she puts her hands up. She's like, "Let's do a test of strength," but she says she wants to do a Priscilla Kelly style. And what oh. Priscilla Kelly style is is that before the test of strength, she shoves her hands in her trunks first and then does it. Oh. And then Chris Statlander goes, okay, because she's an alien. Oh my god. Puts her hands in her trunks and the two get and the two brawl. And the two do a test of strength. I can't believe that Priscilla Kelly didn't take the opportunity to just knock Chris Statlander out. Yeah, right. I was fully expecting like hands and pants, she just gets her ass kicked, but no. <laughs> the the two do a test of strength for maybe like not even ten seconds before they just start like throwing moves at each other and like hitting hitting each other with roll ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Kelly like Priscilla Kelly is able to land like an O'Connor roll, uh then Chris Dat kicks out, she nails an arm drag. Mm-hmm. Uh Kelly just keeping really good control of Chris Statlander after this test of strength. That nobody really won. That just kind of went into a sequence of moves. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's one point where Kelly's choking Stat on the ropes. Uh, then she lands some Daniel Bryan style kicks to take Stat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets Stat in a headlock, which Stat later is able to kick out of uh, and gain some momentum of her own by landing a big running elbow strike to Priscilla Kelly. Uh, then Kelly. Uh, Kelly, like, dodges another punch and goes for, like, a half-and-half half suplex, but Stat is able to reverse and hit a, uh, a Randy Orton-esque power slam, which was awesome. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, then the two straight trade strikes for a while until they end up knocking each other out with high head kicks. <laughs> okay. So they both get up. They just start trading punches to forearms, and then they start trading kicks, and at one point they just go, they both just go, ah, and just hit high like high head kicks and just knock each other to the ground god damn uh so after the two knock each other out uh priscilla kelly is the first one to her feet uh and is able to land a bicycle kick on statlander which sends her to the outside of the ring uh statlander now now on the outside is in a vulnerable position when is in a vulnerable position when kelly goes for a suicide dive but before before kelly could even make it all the way through the ropes, uh, Stat hops up on the apron and just nails her with an elbow and just, like, knocks her out, and Kelly is just, like, hanging on the ropes. God. It's not a horror movie, basically. Yeah. So Kelly's just hanging on the ropes, and then uh, Statlander continues her ascent onto the apron, and then she, like, backs up to the corner, and she just, like, nails Kelly with a running knee, just right to the side of her head. Uh, and then Statlander goes for the pin, but, uh, Kelly is able to reverse and get a pin, uh, get a pin of her own, and the two start trading pins for a bit. Then, uh, Priscilla Kelly is able to lock in the Rings of Saturn, which is a submission hold. I love On Statlander. So much. Yeah, which is even funnier to land it on the alien. (laughs) Um, nails the, lands the Rings of Saturn, but Stat is able to get her, like, big toe on the bottom rope. Nice. So she has, so, uh... Kelly has to break the hold. Uh, and after this, Kelly goes to pick Statlander up, but Statlander is able to break out and, uh, you know, hit, hit a couple of elbow strikes. Mm-hmm. And then she gets, uh, 
she gets Kelly in a uh, electric chair position mm-hmm. and just drops her on her face. <laughs> All right, shit. And then she hits a scissor kick. Uh, goes to pin Priscilla Kelly, but Kelly kicked out. Mm-hmm. Then Stat goes up to the top rope, but Priscilla Kelly uh, meets her up there, hits her with a couple of hits her with a couple of elbows, gets her woozy, and then does like a handstand on the bottom rope, mm-hmm. and gets her legs around Statlander's neck and just hits a Hurricane Rana. Oh, okay. From the top rope. God damn! All right. Uh, and then, uh. Statlander rolls through, but Kelly follows it up, uh, come, like, runs behind her, follows it up with a half-and-half half suplex, uh, getting a, uh, a, a bridge pin after that, mm-hmm. uh, but Statlander does kick out, the match continues. Then, uh, Priscilla Kelly goes to drag Stat to the top rope, she's, like, sitting on the top rope, and Statlander's, like, below her, and she's trying to drag her up with her, mm-hmm. uh, but Stat is able to reverse, and takes Kelly off the top, but when she takes Kelly off the top, she gets her in the position of her cradle pile driver finishing move. Mm-hmm. Nails it, pins Priscilla Kelly for the win. God damn, that sounded like a fucking war. Yeah, this one was hard hitting, a brawl, uh, and these two kicked the crap out of each other. Nice. And I couldn't, and I could, and I loved it. It's my favorite kind of match. You know this, of course. I just love when people beat the crap out of each other. Yes, just slobber knockers, literally. Uh, and these two sure did, and it was really intense. Uh, it was a quick, it was a quick match, but a lot of action happened in it, mm-hmm. uh, and I really enjoyed it. So I think I'm gonna also give this one the high meh because once again, it didn't give me that like mark out feeling, but it was very, very good still, and I highly recommend it because it was a very good match. Okay, fair enough. I believe it was the first time. It was one of their. I, th- I believe it was their first match too. Oh wow. Between those two, because at one point Priscilla Kelly is like, "Listen, we've never met, we've never fought before. Why don't we try the test of strength?" Right? That that was her like oh. reasoning for the test of strength in the beginning. She's like, "We've never met before, so why don't we just try it? See who's better. Let's see how this goes." Yeah. Uh, and for a f- you would never know it was their first time having a match together because their chemistry was decent. There was uh, they they really worked with each other well. They sold for each other really well, and I really enjoyed this one a lot. So high met from me here. All right. Nice to hear. Yeah. All right. So what is your second match of the week? Let's get to the last woman standing match at Hurricane The Pro. last woman standing match. Good Good way to end it. Good way to end your matches. Yeah. So my general feeling is this match. This match was fine, but I ended up leaving it hoping for a better match or Aww. wanting a better match. That's sad. It, it was. So to give you a background, like there is a lot of history between these two for this match and this promotion alone. Mm-hmm. Like, for starters, this is for the Hurricane Pro Women's Championship. It's okay. also the rubber match between these two because Frost beat Monroe in the second match and took the title from her, and Monroe had been champ for 645 days. Wow. So there was there was bad blood going to this match. I was amped. So the, the match starts off with an immediate collar and elbow tie-up. The two go around the ring. They actually end up falling to the floor and rolling to the outside. Then Monroe throws Frost into the barricade, and the two just get back into the ring, and after a stiff palm strike from Frost, they go back and forth, cutting each other off with running strikes, and it keeps going until Monroe counters a running strike with a forearm to the back of Frost's neck. She then drapes ah, nice. Frost over the middle rope until uh, towards That's the outside, and goes to leg drop her, but Frost gets out of the way and instead roundhouse kicks her in the face. She goes for a suplex, but Monroe ro- blocks it. She then catches okay. a kick 
from Frost and kicks out uh, her leg, right? Okay. This sends her crashing onto the apron and to the floor because when she was hanging out and she got out of it, she ended up going onto the apron. I forgot to mention that in these notes for some reason. Ah, that's okay. So after this... You ended up mentioning it, so... Monroe goes to punt kick Frost, but this time Frost catches it and she throws it back towards Monroe, which sends her face first into the apron. Okay. Frost then beats down Monroe a bit on the outside, goes uh, to get tries to get the kids on the outside to chop her, but amusingly they're all scared and run away. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just she laughed at this. I'm pretty sure I laughed at this. I was like, oh kids. I mean, to be fair. Yes. So eventually, these Monroe. Are two, these are two scary women. This is very true too. Who could hurt us very bad? Eventually, though, all things must come to an end for Frost's control as Monroe fights back and send, uh, then goes to the back, taking a page out of your matches books, Mikey. Uh, she goes to the back <laughs> and comes back out with a crowd barricade of her own. I was like, "What? Wow, okay, that's like there were plenty of around there, but I guess they just didn't want to move them around for the okay." She lays it on the apron, on like she kind of like lays it like like a ninety degree angle, like a triangle between like the apron and the floor. Mm-hmm. And she tries to slam Frost into it, but instead Frost hip tosses her onto it instead. And I'll be honest, it didn't look the best. Could have been better. Yikes! I was a little sad about that, but whatever. Right, match must go on. Yep. They fight at ringside with huge chops to the chest, and eventually Frost throws Monroe over the barricade and chases her into the crowd. She throws Monroe into just a stone pillar that's just on the outside. <laughs> like it's like one of those big ass gymnasium stone pillars that keeps the building up. Mm-hmm. Then she throws her. Back over the barricade to the outside, and I will say on this note, talking about the strikes, there is one thing about this match that is consistently good: is their strikes. They were okay. They were great strikes from both of them, so I was very happy about that. Sadly for Frost, Monroe oh, does get up sorry. after getting thrown, and even worse for her when she goes for a cartwheel bulldog. Monroe just kind of catches her in like the wheelbarrow position and just slams her into the barricade. Ooh. That one was rough. So she gets yeah, up. that sounds brutal. Monroe beats her down some more, chucks her into the ring. She goes into the ring to look for some weapons, and she pulls out a miniature plastic horse from, like, a carousel. <laughs> what? So Monroe has this plastic horse, and she hits Frost with it. And I was just like, all right, fair credit. I mean, you found it, but <laughs> why? Who put that there? Why you have that? <laughs> Who put that there? Where'd that come from? Whose horse is that? It's exactly. not my horse. Like, what? It's just... It was not my t- horse, not my problem. That's what I said. I guess, yeah, man. I was, it was like off the tone from like, I was like, this is a blood feud. And then she pulled out a fucking horse and I was like, <laughs> okay then. I just, I wish it was an actual sized horse from a carousel. <laughs> just fucking brains over the whole ass It's like horse. an actual sized plastic horse. <laughs> <laughs> just chucks it out of the reach, makes a thunk. <laughs> so that, quick- it, makes that, it makes that sound that hollow plastic makes. <laughs> the thunk. Funnily enough, the horse makes that noise, because after this, so Frost palm strikes Monroe in the throat, and she hits her with it, right? And then she throws it out, and it makes the funk sound that I just that you and I just made, and I was like... So, Monroe actually is able to take control after this, and gets Frost in the corner, and she tries to keep up the, the pressure, but she's actually quickly able to... Oh, I found it, Mikey, I actually found it now. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, I was so frustrated, because I just had it happen to me again. Shortly after this, Frost gets Monroe in the corner. She tries to keep up the pressure, but Monroe turns things around by, with her by sh- actually hitting her with a uh, a rolling forearm and a springboard splash in the corner instead. Nice. So following this up, uh, Monroe goes under the ring and gets herself two chairs. 
This spot is very weird, and I'm going to explain it in the best way I can, so stick with me here, alright? Do you. So after she jams Frost in the stomach with one, she lines the chair straightwards, kind of like... Horizontally. Ah, straightwards, my favorite straight character tw- in SpongeBob. Like, it was like, it's like laying straight, like... Horizontally, right? It's Towards... Squidward's. It's Squidward's second cousin, straightward. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a he's just a frat boy, and he always claims that he's not gay. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! God. I actually love that. I wasn't expecting that to actually go anywhere, and you actually turned into a good joke. <laughs> so the chair is aimed right in the groin area of Frost, right? Mm-hmm. She takes the other chair and she swings and she the chair falls and she sets it up again. And she swings and she actually slams the chair right into Frost's groin, which I felt really Eesh. weird writing about. And I was just like, "Hmm, that where's yikes? Fun. That's it, brutal." Yeah, it fucking hurt. I assume. I wrote after this devastation. That's like the equip. That's like the. That's like probably worse than a nutshot. I would. I would go ahead and say it's up there. I think with Makito falling headfirst onto that onto that dude's balls. Like five for times. like the fifth time, yeah. So after this devastation, Monroe lays the chair on Frost's face and goes to face washer. But instead, Frost just gets up and yeets the chair into her face. Nice. They both then each get a chair and run up to each other, and they end up just kicking each other in the face and just knocking them both down to the floor. Basically, I was ex- okay. expecting a chair fight. And instead, they just knocked each other out. <laughs> so they simultaneously get to their feet, get right back into right afterwards, and Monroe rams Frost in the corner. Frost then fights out of the corner. Gets Monroe on her knees, and then cartwheels over her before hitting her frosted mini feats drop kick. Which <laughs> was at this moment that I immediately remembered why I fucking love watching the Lady Frost matches because her signature and finisher moves are amazing puns. Yep, and she's also a great wrestler. But that's you know the little things. Not skipping a beat after this, Frost sets up a chair and sits Monroe in it. She then hits her handspring cartwheel called the Snowball Fight. <laughs> fucking these names, I love them. Monroe barely beats the count here, and she by rolling to the outside. You know how like like they roll and they land their feet on the outside. It was like that. Yeah. Like it was like at nine, and she barely got got out of it. Damn. So Frost follows her to the outside and pulls out a bag of Legos that she pours all over the ring. And I was just like, ah, oh, I see. That's why the, the the plastic horse is a plastic horse. We have a bag of uh, Legos now. Who needs tax? When exactly? Who needs broken glass? Which we got Legos. In hindsight, with all the kids at ringside, I can understand why they didn't want to have you know like tax but man i would have loved to see it but that's just yeah so frost like Leg- i mean legos are just as deadly as tax if you this step is on very them. true i've i have almost legos heard about the many. stepping on a lego hurts about the same as stepping on a thumbtack i would think pretty much it it's not fun. except the thumbtack just stays there and yeah. that hurts a lot <laughs> they hurt they hurt the same one just hurts longer yeah one just st- just overstays its welcome the other one you just throw you just throw it somewhere and you step on it later yeah. So they get back into the ring. So, uh, oh, never mind. So Frost gets out of the ring, and then out of nowhere, Monroe just slams into her gut a kitchen sink that I didn't know was a kitchen sink until the commentator she used, said it. She used everything, including the kitchen yep, sink. Yep, the commentator made that exact same fucking line, too. Yep. So they then get back to the ring, and eager not to repeat what just happened, Frost palm strikes Monroe in the throat. She goes to for a pile driver, but Monroe fights back and then DDTs her into the sink. Nice. Somehow Frost gets up from this and then Roundhouse kicks Monroe, who has a chair in her hand now, and knocks her to the floor before hitting her moonsault finisher, the temperature drop. However, Monroe somehow gets to her feet. 
at like oh! nine. Bow, bow, bow. Frost just jumps her in frustration. Yeah, I bet. Monroe is able to get counter this assault by kicking out Frost's leg and then super kicking her in the face. And as Frost is wiped out, Monroe gets several chairs and piles them up. And after a bit of resistance from Frost, hits Frost with her Bichunoku driver onto the chairs. <laughs> Bichunoku driver. I know, the puns are just amazing. There's so many. The ref starts to count, gets to nine again, and by some miracle, Frost just stands up. And I was like, what? well, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what else can happen now. Kicks Monroe in the gut. Samoan drops her onto the Legos, puts several chairs on her chest, hits her with a temperature drop again, and it picks up the win. Nice. This match was fine. Like, the strikes were good, and the spots were, were like, good as well, but it just, it never felt like it hits the second gear for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it never, like, really got going. And, like, maybe it was just because I was hoping for a lot more out of both these two, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, like, I remember walking out being like, that was good. I just was hoping for, like, I'm fucking blown away. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, you had high expectations. Yeah, I think that that is what uh might have been the end of handicapping. Because reading this back, I'm like, this seems like a fun match. Mm-hmm. Maybe I also thought, like, the tone would be different. You know what I mean? Like, last one standing match. Yes. I totally, by the way, blame Britt Baker and Thunder Rose's Lights Out match for that. Yeah, I yeah that was really good. That. that was really good. <laughs> anyway, can't gush about AEW. I give this match a meh, in case I didn't say it already. Yeah. All right. Well, then, that just leaves us with the match we both took a look at. Zach, that was Sadie Lee Moss taking on Dream Girl Ellie. And I believe I picked this match again because of the same reason I picked the first match, which was... Uh, I've heard of neither of these two. I remember, I recall you saying this when you picked this match. It was at Firestar Pro Wrestling, correct? Yes. Firestar Pro Wrestling, indeed. Yes. FSP, good old FSPW. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is for the championship, if I recall correctly, too. Yes, this is for Sadie Lee Moss's, uh, title. I was actually kind of, uh, looking forward to seeing this match, because it says Dream Girl Ellie in it, and I had watched the match way back with her match with her, and I remember thinking, or writing, that she had potential, and I wanted to see if she could deliver upon that well there you go we got a dream girl match in there well i love how this match starts <laughs> i knew you would i love how this match starts because uh this match starts when sadie lee moss gets dream girl ellie in a sleeper hold uh to which the end result is dream girl ellie actually gets put to sleep she's literally out cold on the on the ring the ref is counting for the knockout. It's... Then Sadie Lee Moss is like, wait, shh, 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 shh. So he's like, shush. Yeah. And then Sadie Lee Moss slowly backs up, grabs a blanket out of the corner, and puts it on Ellie. And this just reminded me of my one of my favorite matches of all time, Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy versus Gentleman Jervis, where Jervis just rocks Orange Cassidy to sleep and tries to pit him while he's asleep. Yep. And Orange Cassidy kept accidentally kicking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the way this one ended up was Dream Girl Ellie was asleep. The ref was counting for the knockout while Dream Girl Ellie was sleeping. And then some random fan from the crowd has to be an asshole and ruin the moment. <laughs> he just yells, wake up! And she, and, she do- and, and Ellie does. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's just like, you. <laughs> Fair to commentary. The guy's like, should that have just been the end of the match? And I'm, yeah. I'm like, it's wrestling, I guess. That's what we got. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, this is the actual start of the match, because Ellie was quite mad. Yes. 
pissed. Uh, she goes she goes for a lariat, and Moss is able to bridge underneath it, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, other way around. Moss goes for a lariat. Ellie's able to bridge under bridge underneath it, uh, and then she like sweeps uh she sweeps Moss's legs out from under her, uh, which was cool. Yeah, and then she punt kicks her in the chest fire fall. <laughs> yup. I think this is where uh, Ellie then grinds Moss down, right? Yeah, Ellie just grinds Moss down for a while. She puts her in a submission hole, a modified stomps on stretch. her. Yeah, you know, it does the heel stuff. Yeah, where choke she ropes, just... boot under chin, the nines. You, you, you know, yeah, the same the same shit you always see. Then there's one point where uh, some, I think it was Moss who hit a big suplex and a big drop kick, but then Ellie shut it. Ellie shut that momentum down again. Yeah, it's a lot of grinding down. Ellie, like, Moss tries to fight back against Ellie. She actually does with some heavy strikes in the corner. And she hits Ellie so much, she actually ends up knocking her back to the ropes, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Ellie just turns it around with a big-ass lariat and locks in the surfboard stretch again. But this time, thanks to the crowd's support, because Moss is best mom. <laughs> uh, she's able to stand up and get out of the submission, but Ellie is right back on with the back-to-backs. With a, I think it's back-to-back suplex. Yeah, she goes like for the third one then, yeah. And then Moss blocks it and back elbows her off. But just as she runs the ropes, Ellie drop kicks her and wipes her out. Bates mm-hmm. her down some more till Moss catches a running strike from her, turns into an abdominal stretch. And then yes. she just mercilessly starts to spank Ellie. Just <laughs> very funny. She is best mom and Ellie's been a bad girl and she's gotta be punished. <laughs> I will I will lean into this gimmick as much as I can because of this fucking finisher's name, which we'll get to in a second. Yep. So furious at this because Dream Girl's tr- she's treated this match pretty serious at this point, and Moss has now tried to put her to sleep or has and spanked her. So she charges at her, but Moss throws her into the corner and hits back to back body splashes. On the yes. third one, though, Ellie boots her in the face. Mm-hmm. So the- she then goes for something, but Moss counters it with a standing double knee face breaker, basically a code breaker. A code breaker, yeah. Followed by a fallaway slam. She then hits her swinging reverse STO finisher, Milk and Cookies. Which is just the sister Abigail. Pretty much, yeah. But Ella Ivy, someone I've never heard of and apparently is, has an issue with Moss, shows yes. up, takes her title, her butler shines it, and it distracts Moss. Mm-hmm. Thanks to this, Ellie gets time to recover, and once Moss turns around, she hits her with a springboard X-Factor. Which, which is her finisher, I believe. It is, I believe. And surprisingly, doesn't get her the win. I actually thought she was going to win off that. Yeah, me too, but uh, Moss does kick out, and the match continues. So she goes to hit it again, but this time Moss catches her as she's coming off the ropes and hits the milk and cookies for the win. Yep, yep. Uh, So Moss ends up keeping her title here in a shocking turn of events, which I wasn't ready for. Yes, and then Ella beats up Moss and hits her with an overdrive, or as any of you old wrestling fans out there, uh, MVP's old finisher, the Playmaker, and then she leaves the ring. (laughs) Anytime I hear the word overdrive, I can't help but think of JoJo. Oh, my God. I mean, it's the name of a song, but there's, like, this sunset. Oh, fucking hell. I know what you're talking about. I, there's a name for it. For yeah. a move, I think. But um, this match was solid as hell. Yeah, this match ruled. I was impressed I by it. how good the strikes looked by each of them. Yeah, it was, it was... It was solid. The strikes were solid. But also, it felt kind of... It felt like it needed something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it felt like it was missing something. Hmm. I don't know what it was, but it definitely felt like it was missing something. Like, this match didn't pass that mark out threshold for me, because it just didn't feel like... Yeah. 
I agree. It, with that. it just felt like there was something that should have been there that wasn't, and mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on what it was. Hmm. Like there was something off about it. I'm not sure either. But I I give this one. Uh, I'm gonna give it a meh. It was fine. I I thought it was good. Uh, but it, I don't think it was like blow me away good. Uh, I give it a high meh. Okay. I think that's because my expectations were literally nothing, and when they both did, <laughs> like, I literally had nothing going into this outside of the fact that I knew Dream Girl Ellie was, and I'd only seen one match, and I can't, you can't judge a, reg- a wrestler off of one match. I don't know why that, that sentence was just so funny to me, just like, I, had, I expected nothing. Like, I just came into this going, like, I don't know, I'm like, it's gonna be a match, I don't know what it's gonna be like, and they both of them performed, were, were great, were both solid as hell, so I'll give the high man. Okay, cool. Enjoyable cool. time. All right, well, that is all of our matches this week. Now that just leaves us with the Double Down. The Double Down. This is a segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and watch matches from each other's perspective. Zach, who started us off on the Double Down last week? I believe that you did. So why don't you kick us off? What match did I give you to watch for the Double Down? Oh, baby, you gave me Charlie Evans versus Kanji at Pro Wrestling Soul. Ooh, I think you'll love this match. Uh, I can't wait to hear you talk about this match. I did love this match. <laughs> this match was fucking awesome. This, this right here, this is the shit I like. No nonsense, fast-paced brawl. Every fucking strike makes me hurt when I'm watching them. I'm just like... Yeah, this match fucking ruled. This match... this. I love how this match was a semi-final match for a, the women's championship final tournament, right? To see who could be in the, the women's final. championship, the women's championship final tournament, to which Kanji made it to the finals to get power bombed through the stage by Danny Luna. Was that this match? That was this match after? Oh my god! Because <laughs> these two went to fucking war just for a shot for the final, not even like the fucking the the big one. I believe it was the finals where she got power bombed through the stage. It wouldn't surprise me because that's when Danny Luna won that title they were fighting for. Then it probably was it. But boy, howdy these these two gave everything they fucking had in this match. Like mm-hmm. right at the fucking gate, Charlie just hit Kanji with a Saito suplex, and then Kanji just cut her in half with a spear. And yeah. I was just like, oh yes, strap me the fuck. Oh in. yeah, this is one's gonna be a good one. Just brutal, <laughs> fast paced, back and forth wrestling, like striking ability fucking on point every strike had the weight i wanted for it that's how i prefer my strikes and on top of that they each sold each one like death and i love that too just mm-hmm. made me go like these two could kill me and i wouldn't be able to do anything about it yes one spot that, true. that i loved in this match was when the two of them were just hammering away each other's forearms and like they started on their knees they got to their feet they got exhausted fell into each other back down to their knees and then they got Fight, they started fighting each other again, and Kanji got the better of her. And instead of like being like, yeah, she just fell on top of Charlie and just tried yeah. to pin her with that. Yeah. It was just great to show just how exhausting this match was for them. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this, I then loved how Charlie, it was, like, Charlie rolled Kanji up, but she let her go so that she could just absolutely break her face in with her knee. And then she, after Kanji kicked out, she grabbed both of her wrists and she held her up, and then she just kneed her in the face more. Yeah, it was just like which yes. was uh, which was brutal. Fucking absolutely just disgustingly awesome. Oh my god. And then funnily enough, the spot that right after this was also something that stood on mind. This is all like the ending sequence of this match too because the beginning sequence of this match is a lot of hard-hitting shots and I believe it was like Charlie dominating Kanji a bit. Mhm. Kanji's response to this was great where she handspring like roundhouse kicked Charlie, chopped her in the chest. 
grabbed her hand and then used the ropes to hit a spinning stunner off the top. Yep. And then just the cherry on top for this match for me was the crowd. Because this crowd was fucking awesome. Hot. Love this match. I love a Charlie, Charlie Evans. Charlie, Charlie Evans. I love that. I so love good. the reactions to all these moves. The finish of this match. The ovation they gave Kanji when she won was fucking awesome. This match gets a mark out for me. This crowd was hotter than fire. And this match just fucking ruled on top I of it. Yeah, loved it. it. It honestly makes me sad to hear that Kanji's end up getting powerbombed through the stage after this. I'm not even... I'm not even gonna lie to you, that match, I think, after, like, having a week to sit on it, it's definitely, I think, in, like, my top five favorite wrestling matches probably ever. Like, I really fucking like that match a lot. up there for me, because that match, it was just, it was just so... It makes me want to watch more Charlie Evans, it makes me want to watch more Kanji. Mm-hmm. That that match, I I cannot stop thinking about it. It just it ruled. It, it really was did. so and good. I didn't even talk about the other parts of matches. I just went through the main spots because Mikey did a good job explaining last week. There is it's just it was so good. They put some stank on these fucking punches and these strikes. Man, Please go watch it for yourself. It's such a good match. Pro wrestling soul. What an underdog in terms of awesome matches. <laughs> so far they've they've delivered two bangers. Yeah. Two bangers across four different women. Like, ugh. That's such... Two great matches. Yes. All more of this, please. The other one being Tony Storm and Danny Luna, if you missed that episode. That, that was also a great slobber knocker. Yeah. Oh, but boy. yeah, uh, Charlie Evans versus uh, Kanji was absolutely sick. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. What did I give My you? turn for the double down. You gave me... Zach, what did you give me? I gave you Masha Slamovich versus Layla Gray at Renegade Wrestling Revolution. Yes, uh, and this match was pretty solid. You know, it was a quick start. Like, these two immediately started kicking each other's asses, which was great. (laughs) Yep. Right off the top. Uh, This is just a big, heavy hitting... This is another slobber knocker, right? Yeah. It's just two big ladies being like, who can be stronger? Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and just beating the absolute crap out of each other. And I love it. Uh, a lot of this match, Masha's in control. Yes. Which is interesting. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting Masha to be like the face-ish kind of person in this match. Which Masha she was. She was, I think I described her as a tweener. She was kind of a tweener in this match. You could tell that... Uh, Layla was supposed to be the heel because she brought the outlaw. She brought, like, the heel manager. (laughs) The fucking outlaw. (laughs) The guy who just kept getting hit, and then he got in the ring and took his shirt off and got annihilated by Masha Slammers. I still laugh when I think of how he bounces off the fucking pipe and fell to the floor. That shit still makes me laugh. Yep. Yep. Uh, This match was great. There was the one point where they just start trading haymakers back and forth until Masha lands a big lariat Mm -hmm. and, uh, and takes Layla down. Then Masha hits the huge dive to the outside. Uh, there's the one cool spot where Layla ducks a lariat, uh, gets some momentum of her own, and lands a bunch of offense and goes to pin Masha after like that giant burst of offense, but Masha just barely gets her foot on the ropes in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the the part where uh, Layla is able to get uh, Slamovich in like, the powerbomb position. Or, like, the Tiger Driver, whatever she was going for. Yeah. Like, she had the arms up like it was a pedigree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Slamovich was able to fight out of it and get a powerbomb of her own, which was crazy because Slamovich... Because Layla 
Layla is not a small human. Like no, she's not. Like Layla Gray is a pretty like is much taller than Slamovich is. Mm-hmm. And and Masha just like lifted her up in a power bomb like no problem and just slammed her to the mat. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, then the outlaw, of course, has to get involved after that power bomb. Uh, he runs in the ring, takes his shirt off, uh, and then Masha beats him up. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> yep, she, she cursed him out. She got. He tried to fight her. He got his ass kicked. Yep. Uh, and then Layla Gray goes to take advantage to hit her finisher, but Masha is able to reverse it uh, and hit a cradle pile driver for the win. This match was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Masha hits the big cradle pile driver for the win. Gets the one, two, three. Like I said, this one was just a slobber knocker. Yeah. Like these two just beat the crap out of each other, and Masha just beat the crap out of Layla better. Like that was this <laughs> match. Like, that, that was it. <laughs> right. Literally. Like two people just beating the crap out of each other. One just one just hurt, hurt more, I guess. And it was. <laughs> And it was awesome. Uh, I'm giving I'm giving this this one uh, I'm giving this one a meh. I wish it was a little longer. Uh, the outlaw interferences were kind of dumb. I kind of wish they just let these two go because I feel like if they let these two go, this would have gotten a high meh to a markout. Mm. But I feel like the outlaw stuff kept taking me out of it because I was like, I just want to watch these ladies fight. <laughs> like, you want fight? But I want to watch them kick the crap out of each other. This is awesome. And then. The outlaw was like, oh, I gotta be here without a shirt on for no reason. He's trying to defend Layla, and instead he just got his Also, can we talk about how the outlaw was with Layla, and Layla's gear was like assless chaps? (laughs) I did notice that. What's this cowboy theme Layla's got going on? I don't know. I noticed it too. I'm like, like, oh, it's just a cowboy theme. Okay. (laughs) Uh... But yeah, this one was solid. I really liked it. Uh, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a meh. It was all right. Uh, like I said, it was good. The wrestling was good. Man, I just wish the outlaw wasn't there. <laughs> oh my god, just the outlaw. Yeah. Fuck uh, the outlaw. And I believe that wraps up all of our matches for this week's episode. Yes, Zach. We had good. some pretty. We had some pretty good ones. I think it's a good week. Despite yeah, the fact how of... late it is and how tired you and I are, we still have some good ass uh, matches. Yeah. Yeah, despite the fact that I'm about to pass out in the middle of this recording. We had some pretty decent matches, and we talked about a lot, a lot about some good wrestling, so uh, I'm very excited about this week's episode. Well, there's one thing left to do, and that is the plugs. And Zach, since I'm on the verge of passing out, I'm going to need you to take over for this one. All right. Oh, boy. Let's see if I can redeem myself from the pretty good job from last week. All right. So, if you want any more news about uh, our, anything about our... Uh, fuck, I already messed it up. All right. Start over. So... If you want to see any of us of our opinions on the wrestling news today or things in general, follow us on Count Out Pod at Twitter. If you want any merch or anything like, or you want to follow any of our other podcasts, go to countoutpod.com. At our merch store, we've got sweatshirts, we've got t-shirts, we've got stickers, we've got all that you need. Uh, we've got plenty of podcasts like Your Dose of Death, Ring, uh, Ring Post Radio, How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, Independent Waters. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, if you want to support us a bit more, you can give $5 or as much as you want to. I always forget the program. Fuck. Countoutpod.com slash membership. Countout.pod slash membership to any of our podcasts. If you want to, of course, you don't have to. If you don't want to. But if you do, you'll get some exclusive content such as the – some ridiculous things such as the Indy 500 review Mikey and I did. The 
fast food review that Mikey and Ryan did. Uh, had to talk to your friend. Happy had hour. to talk to your friend about their exorcism, which was funny. We have the pilot episode for Happy Hour. Lauren did uh, your dose of uh, uh, hit the he did hit the death where he did hit the books episode, but he booked death matches. Oh, yeah, and he did hit fun. hit hit the bat or or your dose of Beth where he talked about famous bets. <laughs> Uh, we have some good content if you become a member over at countoutpod.com slash membership. Hey, you can't hear it, but I'm snapping. <laughs> uh, and if that, that should be just about everything, unless I'm mistaking anything. Uh, one thing you did say in the beginning that made me laugh was follow us on countoutpod at Twitter <laughs> instead of the other way around, which was very funny. Oh my god. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at countoutpod. Uh, and then also, if you are interested in game shows and just hanging out and drinking with some friends, every Thursday night uh, on twitch.tv slash countout, uh, me, Ryan, and a variety of guests will be on a show called Happy Hour, where we here at the Countout Network just hang out, talk about wrestling, play some fun game shows, and it's just a goofy, fun time for like an hour. Uh Every every Thursday night at eight thirty over on twitch.tv slash countout. So if that interests you at all, come hang out with us over there as well. And you can go check out and if you want to catch up on those happy hours, you can go check out our YouTube channel, Countout uh Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network over on YouTube where we upload all of the Twitch replays. Uh straight to the YouTube channel, so go check those out if you want to know what the what the the heck happy hour is all about. Um and Go check out our new Facebook page, Count Out Our Wrestling Podcast Network, where we have basically the same updates as our Twitter page. Uh, and we're still trying to figure that one out because it's new to us. So bear with us. Learning process. Learning process. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think you nailed it. I'm uh, getting better little by little each week, I'd like to think. Yeah. And I guess with all that out of the way, that just leaves me with what that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember. That there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts 
And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. Yeah. See you at the shows. <laughs>